Radio episode 59 of A League Podcast. A League Show, I'm sorry. Your favorite guys from Atlanta. Uh, Jeremy is not here, but today is UGA Auburn part two. Mm-hmm. David, how you feeling? I need a final score because I, 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 you know, I'm going UGA, but I need a final score real quick from you. Uh, Auburn wins by, mm, by a touchdown. Okay, by a touchdown. By a touchdown. Jeremy, who, uh, Rashad, who you got? Keem, who you got? You got to pick because. I think I think it's gonna be a close game. So like I, I'm glad that that David said a touchdown rather than a blowout because that that's more realistic. So, I mean I, I think it's gonna be a, a either a field goal or, or a touchdown game. It's gonna be within ten points. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a a blowout. I'm wearing UGA colors for a reason. Uh-oh. I'm wearing UGA colors Uh-oh. for a reason because they're kind of giving away my prediction. Give me UGA. Oh, by how much? Uh. 10 points. 10 points? Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I got. I mean, I got Bulldogs, too. I just think it's hard to beat. I think it's hard to beat a team twice in the you know, same year. So, my thing is, it's pretty much a home game for UGA. So, that's going to be, like, right. kind of the thing that changes the entire thing. And then, plus, you know, hard to beat a team twice in a year. But, yes. I mean, Auburn, they just, they embarrassed UGA earlier. Like, it wasn't even. The way they beat them, I mean, I don't think we should just look over it. I think everybody is kind of looking over how bad they got beat. Everybody's just looking at the fact that they lost. But they lost really bad. But, you know, you got to think about it. You know, freshman quarterback, you know, uh, I think Farm, he kind of struggled like that in in Notre Dame, too, a little bit. So, yeah, because the Notre Dame game was a big road game, too. But both of those games were on the road. A lot of UGA fans were in Notre Dame anyway. Auburn was really his first big road game. So, with with this being a home game in Mercedes-Benz, you know, most of the UGA fans live in Atlanta anyway. uh, I think it'll be a little better for him. You know how they do the the lone wolf deal on the mornings on the NFL Network? David's kind of like the, the lone wolf right he now is. going with it. Rolling with is. his boys you, uh, from Auburn. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I see a lot of Auburn car techs in Atlanta, and you know, Auburn's not that far from Atlanta. It's just hopefully Bama fans sold their tickets. <laughs> oh, man, I wish Jeremy was here. I guess it works. I guess I guess we have to do that. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I, I'm going to say this, though. Um, I, I, I it, it's weird because Auburn in the end might actually get screwed because if y'all lose, they would be looking in the Final Four, looking out, look outside, looking in to two uh-huh. teams, one of the two teams they beat. Right, like, that's so wild to me. That, that really is. That, like, that really is. That's why I think try and find a way to get Alabama in somehow, that's what I'm some way, which that's is so wild. which is mess. Yes. Yeah. No, the fact that you like the fact you like I get Alabama. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Wait, what? Hey, it's, it's racist if you let Alabama in. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to let Alabama in. Oh, man. Like, they have no business being ahead of UGA, first of all. Really they, they shouldn't be number five. I don't get I don't get that at all. I, I don't understand college football's rankings and, and their timing and stuff. It's complete BS. Well, Alabama's, but, you know, we like, Alabama's schedule has been, like, yeah. shot. Like, it, they, yeah, you know what they do? They load it up in the, in, in the beginning, and then they play somebody serious in the end. I mean, they played Mercer, for God's sakes, like three weeks ago, bro. Mercer. Yes, Mercer. Like, a whole bunch yeah. of pharmacists on the field. <laughs> like, they're not playing real people, bro. So, like... That's like what Alabama does. So I feel like if you load your schedule up like so easy in the beginning, and then with, you, with then you should, yeah, you deserve. If you lose, then you deserve to be on the outside looking in. You didn't win your division or your conference, right. like bro. Like get out of. Remember, like I said, this happened in 2012 when they screwed us over LSU. Right. We had to play them twice. 
I mean, like, that makes no sense. So, no, I'm not with Bama getting well, because in. Because Bama cool is treated Auburn like the Yankees. Yeah. Because Bama yeah. is treated like the they Yankees. They are the Yankees. That's mm-hmm. why they're going That's why they going to get in. They're the Patriots, oh, too. They're the Patriots. Oh, no. There's oh, a no. hate factor yes. with, that, with I think, Bama. I think uh, Ohio State has a better chance, just the fact that they got somebody that's in the committee that's with Ohio State. So, that you think they're wait wait Ohio State's like number seven right now. Or, yeah, yeah that's so crazy. They can climb. Who they, wait? Who are they playing for? The Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. So Wisconsin, yeah, and Wisconsin's undefeated right now. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they got. I think Ohio State probably get this, but you know, Wisconsin thing like say like Wisconsin or Oklahoma. Oklahoma has to lose. I just, yeah, I just can't see. Yeah. I can't see that happening. I mean, maybe Ohio State wins, but I think Ohio State would get bumped in just because. Of, you well, you know, know, Oklahoma will lose when like. The worst when it's just that time to actually show up. Oklahoma does what Oklahoma does, so I, I don't know. We're gonna see because I don't never trust them. I don't know. I don't know even. Well, I know now. Coach is gone, but it's uh, it's still the same Oklahoma to me. I don't know. I can't. It's, it's hard to see them putting. I, I can't figure out a way, like you said, to get Bama in. So I just I don't see any other way. Unless everybody loses, which is not. You know. Oklahoma's been a tease for a pretty good long, for a pretty good bit of time. Dog, they're one of those forever. Teams, they're one of those teams where you think like, oh, they're gonna you know they're gonna rise to the top, maybe to the Big Twelve, and maybe you know get one of those you know one of those spots. But then eventually they flame out. Either at the end of the season, in a big game, or in the middle of the season. But they don't even wait. But they don't have a conference championship anymore, do they? Oh, they don't. I don't think so. Yeah, Big Twelve. Big Twelve doesn't do conference. Yeah, Yeah, remember that's why they play TCU. Is it because I remember when Oklahoma State couldn't get in? And because they didn't have a conference championship, do you not remember that? When that, when 2012, when they did that with us, that's why we thought we were gonna play Oklahoma State for the for the BCS championship, and they said they wouldn't let them in because they didn't have a conference championship. Uh, wow. I, I, that's what I thought. If I'm wrong, y'all, y'all hit us up. Let me know. I thought that was it. I thought that's why they didn't let them. I was like, that's kind of. I mean, so if you don't have a conference championship, then yeah, if you lose towards the end of the year, then you that's on you. So, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, college. Let's talk about the NFL. Uh, Rashad had a point. Oh, a little topic he wanted to discuss, uh, and we and we all want to discuss the NFL player coalition. Uh, what is going on? Because a lot of players are backing out. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is looking not the best, not in the best light right now. Um, the NFL anymore. has they've have uh, proposed that they would they would donate a hundred million dollars to uh, African American communities focusing on social injustice and, and those things. Uh, what did you guys make of that? First of all, I didn't get to get the uh, the mic back. If you don't know, for you guys not in the studio, we kind of changed the arrangement today. Eric's on my side, so I'm sharing the mic with Eric. So I didn't get to say what I wanted to about college football. So let me just say, Baker Mayfield, you know, the first year I seen him, you know, I, I kind of thought he was a, a jerk. You know, last year I saw him, and he was actually polite. You know, but I still think he's a jerk just the way he acts on the field. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, Baker Mayfield... Not a good dude. Uh, I, I ain't really. No, I like Johnny Manziel though. Like Johnny Manziel was kind of culture. I don't like Baker Mayfield. He, he ain't really culture. He he want to be culture when he feel like it. You know what I'm saying? But, and that that leads me to um. All right, so the NFL and, and this players coalition thing. Uh, I mean, you know, like like David was saying in a group earlier uh, this week. You know, when when you see a guy like Eric Reed do something, it, it's it's a little more impactful because Eric Reed is pretty much, uh, I guess, the face of Colin Kaepernick, right? So like he speaks to Kaepernick on you know on a regular basis, and he's the guy living through Colin Kaepernick. It doesn't get any closer than the teammate that was the first one to kneel with him. So I mean, um, if he saw something wrong with it, and you know Jenkins, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. You know. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because 
you know, I mean, regardless of kind of the intent behind it, you know, whether it's bad or, or you know what I'm saying, evil, uh, you know, it's just hush money, it's still money. <laughs> and the black community the, the black community needs it and uh you know programs in the community need money you know money is like one of those things that's gonna you know at least give us a chance to play have an equal uh playing field even though you know morally speaking we aren't gonna have an equal playing field in the country but money is a huge thing yeah. and to have that money i mean you know the way that they got it it might have been in a bad way yeah. you know sell out you know, whatever you want to call it, Uncle Tom, you know, dancing for the white man, but I mean, they, they need that money, man. I mean, I think it's, I think it was a bad deal just looking, like, reading up on it, talking about, like, military and breast cancer money getting moved towards that money to be able to, you know, to, you know make that money happen. Yep. So I'm just like, and that's two groups right there that is impacted by, by that deal. Then just thinking, just like it's funny that taking from military to give, yeah. And then all we've heard is military, yeah. <laughs> the respect of military, yeah. Go and, ahead. And it's just weird. It's like you know, Kaepernick's been kept out of this, and and it's just like you know, he's the whole thing is supposed to be about uniting everybody, and it's like you know, various people, you know, that's outside of it. Like you look, Russell Kong, uh, Russell Kong, uh, Eric Reed. It just, it just doesn't look, it just doesn't look good. And I'm just like, you know, that's really not a, like 89 million. That's not a lot of money. You know, you look at, you know. Not over the span they're doing it. This is only going to happen until 2023, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And it's just, it's really not a lot of money. Like you, you look at like the amount of money that a single team makes. It's just, Come on now. it's, that's pocket change. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, it just, I, I, I'm hoping it falls through. I, I just don't think it's a. I really just don't think it's a good deal. And I'm thinking like, you know, what what does it mean? Because like, you want people like Eric Reed and uh, was it Oliver Vernon in New York? They're mm -hmm. still gonna be kneeling. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, and just I'm ready. You know, just interesting. You know, like with the Dells, like the Dells contract situation. You know, that's another thing that's weird timing. You know, just like how they talk about like. You know, first it was gonna be done, and the deal's gonna get done in March, and now it's just gonna be done right away and stuff. And you know, they're trying to approve Goodell's contract. It's like weird timing, so just like you know, two hundred like, million, right? It, yep. Yeah, and it's like this guy's been making like forty-five million dollars a year, and the owners are okay with it. And yet the you know the African Americans they're getting eighty-nine million over seven years. This guy's getting forty-five, uh, forty-five plus million in one year. Yeah. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense, and it's just like you know. At the end of the day, you know, the owners don't care. And it's Jerry when Jerry showed us that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jerry yeah, had Jerry was pump faking yeah. thought he thought he was tricking everybody. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah, they just don't care. And that's like, you know, as much as, you know, the players are trying to bring awareness and stuff, at the end of the day, you know, it's still a battle, you know. You know, you know, the owners don't care. I, I, I was surprised yeah. because no, it's great. It it really like, I mean, the article says hush money, and I mean, I think we can all categorize this as that. But it's like, I, I was surprised when I saw Jenkins and, you know, his, the way he approached it, his comments were just like, all right, this was only going to be for so much, for so long, I was going to do this, and then I was done with it. And it's just, that made me feel uncomfortable. I was like, bro, because this is like, if you start doing this, there's no looking back. Like, nobody gets a chance to just stop doing this. If Colin did that, it would, like, then there, none of this would happen. If Colin Kaepernick, like, had started and then be like, all right, 
Like, even though he did make those comments later on that he would not kneel anymore or, or you know, those things just, you know, to get back in the NFL, I hated that. Like, I hated when he had right. to say that. So, like, even this happening, it's like ne- you can never stop it. That's what Eric Reed, I think, is trying to tell, like, these guys and a lot of the other guys is they thought this was a long-term thing. Uh-huh. Because it's not – I feel like they were led – they were maybe led astray. He was like, wait, we're not on the same page here. Like exactly. They, you want to go – he, Colin Kaepernick said he's. He said he never said that. He never said. See, well, there we go. It, it My reported, pop- It was reported in like March or yeah, February, and then someone else brought it back up in like uh, August, and then Kaepernick said it. He never said it. See, okay, well then, to that point is, you see, it's a long-term commitment. So it's like, mm-hmm. for Jenkins to think that, all right, I've done everything I, I can with this. I, he has appeared on like like several different networks. I've caught him doing. He's all over the place. I was proud of that. Um, even guy from Seattle, uh, Baldwin. Um, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, proud of him. Like, they were doing some... Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Like... Anquan Bolden retired from the game to focus on activism. Exactly. But... But... And, which is crazy to retire and then for this to happen and be like... The other guys, to, to, you know, ostracize the rest of the guys and not even tell them what's really going on. Like, hey, we, this deal is happening. I mean... You can't have any kind of corruption going on within the players' coalition just to get this done. Like this is this is serious stuff, and they talk about it's serious, but then you're not acting like it. So that's why I was, I'm really like I'm real disappointed with Jenkins saying that. Like, all right, well, I'm kind of I've completed everything I needed to do now. Guess I'm done. Like, yeah. it doesn't stop. And then on top of everything <laughs> else, stop. opening that franchise with Papa John's, like oh, I saw that that, yeah. that is like shout out to the BSO honestly, guy. Really? Yeah. No, it's a bad look all around. It's, it just shows you that like you. This is what a lot of people talk about is you want to feel like you're building a platform for, you know, to show yourself as as if you care. Right. And I'm not, I don't, look, I'm not disrespectful like saying he doesn't care, but if you really do, you understand this is a lifetime commitment, bro. Exactly. Like, that's, all, that's all, that's my biggest point. You can't yeah, just be in it for the guy, short term. Yeah. This guy was raising the fist. Yes. And, yeah, you know, these guys. Long, yeah, Chris, Chris Long. Yeah, Chris Long. Oh, Chris Long still about it. Yeah, Chris Long, you know, yeah, well, yeah, Malcolm's raising the fist. These guys are kneeling. I mean, I commend them all because, you know, they're going to be all identified and, you know, they definitely, you know, putting their lives on the line doing this. And, you know, just looking at, you know, the whole situation, it's just weird because it's just like, for one, you know, the fact of Kaepernick's absence really is, like, weird because it's just like, you know. You mean, yeah, it's not including yeah, it's like yeah, first, the first like, meeting because yeah. the first he is, he is the guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's that's the like, a, like the first meeting they're talking about like you know the communication thing, and then the second meeting there's supposed to be a second meeting, and then there's like he wouldn't do it unless there's a mediator because he didn't want to be like a PR spinner. Right? And you know, then, you know, some people are like, oh, he's not a player and stuff. And Anquan Bowden's not a player, and he's involved. So I mean, like, why isn't Kevin involved? Right. The, okay. So going back to King's point about Papa John's, it reminded me about something. <clears throat> so yesterday, I logged onto Facebook, you know, at work because that's where I get the news and, um, you know, from my job to do news. Uh, so I logged into Facebook. First status I see, uh, one of my friends in the six-man section. He, he's a, you know, older white guy. He, he's a conservative. You know, we we've disagreed on uh, a couple of topics a couple times, like Black Lives Matter and stuff. But he went on this long rant about how. The Hawks players were locking their arms during the anthem, and uh, he said that he will no longer attend games until they start respecting the anthem. And then, so I was like, okay, well, I mean, ha- have you asked any of the players personally why they're locking their arms? And then uh, he was like, well, they stood at attention for the Canadian anthem, 
uh, I guess connect, uh, Canada has no social injustice. Canada boy. Wow. And, 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 <laughs> I said Canadian. Uh, but, <laughs> wow. But, but I was like, well, they probably wouldn't know because none of them personally live in Canada. And then uh, so, you know, we went back and forth for a little bit. And then, you know, I kind of told them why people are protesting, which is kind of like, you know, I was just wasting my time. But, you know, you always want to at least give people the other perspective. You don't know what side people have been exposed to and all of that. It's the same thing that so, people were saying about the sorry, sorry about that. You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing that people were saying when the NFL players were overseas in the UK and they were like, oh, they were standing at attention for God save the queen. But when they played the national anthem, they were, you know, they were either locking arms or they were kneeling. It's the same thing. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Exactly. It's the same thing that they were saying about that. But my my thing is, so I was just like, he was like, well, I don't, I don't spend my money or use my free time to watch millionaires protest. And I was like, the national anthem is a good 60 seconds out of a two and a half hour game we're talking about here. And plus, <laughs> right. you get in the game for free because you're in the six man section. So I don't know what money you're talking about giving directly to the Hawks. All right, but um, the next time you want to do that, you want to go against black people standing up for black people, don't show up to the Hawks game with the Afro wig and doing the dab every time you're on the big screen. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to see Thank anybody you. that's against Black Lives Matter. I don't want to see anybody that's against the national anthem protest dabbing every time the camera is on them and they're on TV. I don't want to see you rapping. I don't want to see you listening to rap. I don't want to see you listening to hip hop. I don't want to see you talking. I don't want to see you dressing a certain way. You can't be black and then not be black when it's time to be black. And that's something that I forgot who said it, but someone said it a couple years ago. And that's always stuck with me because everybody in America wants to be us. We are the culture now. We're the number one record now. Post Malone, Rockstar, Rap, Hip Hop. We are the, that's like what, the third time a hip hop uh, 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 record? Hip hop is number one. Rock as the number one genre of music in the USA. We have Bad and Bougie, Bodak Yellow, and now Rockstar. Yep. That's crazy. Three songs of the year. Top three. We're going to talk about Grammy nominations coming up here. And. When they when they came out with pop song of the year, I used to know all the pop songs because those were the songs that, that you hear right. everywhere. Right, exactly. I don't know any pop songs anymore. I don't know any pop. Like, I don't know any pop songs. I, I know. I know that one girl from Fifth Harmony that went solo, Camelia. Camila Cabello. Yeah, yeah. She has a song with Young Thug. Havana, <laughs> na, na, na. And, and, uh, and, and Demi Lovato has Sorry, Not Sorry. Baby, I'm and sorry. And the, the first time I heard that song was on the commercial with uh, OKC and Golden State. So it was like, pop, I don't even hear pop the way I used to hear. I used to hear pop everywhere I go. Now I hear Bodak Yellow everywhere I go. Now I hear Bad and Bougie everywhere I they go. They were jamming Bodak hear, Yellow before the Eagles game when they throttled the Cowboys. Exactly. When they when they, when they they played Bodak Yellow, I was like, Dallas, y'all got no shot. Black people are the culture, so you can't be mad when black people are standing up for black people. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense. I'm done. <laughs> what a, all right well, but yes so in in, in conclusion yes I, I i feel like um this uh, this whole discussion here is it feels like it's gotten so stretched out to the point now we're forgetting where it started right like and that's yeah. the whole thing with colin and i hate that but uh it's up to people i mean uh, us part of the media just black people in general to be like constantly reminding where this all comes from where is it all stemming from right and if if we do disagree amongst each other i hate it I hate it to be publicly, like this going on with Malcolm Jenkins and guys, I hate it when it gets out publicly because it's just the NFL owners are just like rubbing that. It's exactly what they want. It's exactly what they want. And I hate that. So it's like us doing that in public. Can we at least keep that to a minimum, please? 
Right. But other than that, I'm I'm least proud of the work that that Eric Reed and others are like sticking to. Like I I salute to them uh, and what they're trying to do. But that's what we got to focus on. Yeah, I just think you know this. One of the things I've just noticed over just over the past year is just people are just trying to be like who's right and who's not. And one thing about America is just you know it's a, like they say it's a melting pot, and we just have to all be accepting of different different viewpoints and beliefs. So I necessarily have to agree with it, but the fact is it's just like people aren't accepting it. This, yeah, so. just accepting you know just. It's just like not accepting it, and it's just like, you know, like, you're wrong, I'm right, you know, you're wrong, I'm right, and it's just like, you know, people are not in that bridge, it's just like division, and, you know, I, I can imagine, you know, back in, you know, civil rights and stuff, there are definitely different viewpoints, and that's how people go about things, but, you know, it still got done, and still, you know, at the end, it's got, you know, you know, it's where we are today, and, you know, it's just... I, I, I don't know just like how things are gonna go going forward, you know. I mean, I look, looking back, you know, maybe it should be like college and don't have the players come out, you know, because it's just like, That's been proposed, right? It, yeah. For the players not to come out, or? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, it, it doesn't really make a difference to a player. Like, do you really want to see like, I mean, it's like, you know, a couple years ago, you know, you had Ray Lewis and Noshawn Marino crying in the National Anthem, but like, does it really matter to like see those no, five seconds? Five Lewis seconds. is a mm. joke, bro. Seeing him five <laughs> seconds crying. Man. Well, like, last Yo, time I checked, you know, people still, you know, people still care. You know, college football, you know, they're just like, oh, that was a good national anthem. I wish, uh, wow. I wish Nick Chubb and, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish Nick Chubb and all them were outside. You know, we could see him. Like, nobody cares. And just like, you know, I don't get why people make such a big deal out of it. Like, nobody's, you know, you look at the other things that are put involving like uh, using sports you know like politics you know that like people are using that you know politics and sports to promote their go know, ahead and use it like their campaign and you know then no, there's like you know, breast cancer and then there's you know military you know like recruiting and stuff you know like you know people talking about I, you know, I'm not here to watch no I'm not here trying to hear nothing about no politics and stuff then go yeah, home then like, you know, I just want to watch right, the go game home. but you got you got this other stuff going on with you know, breast cancer, military, and all this stuff, and you're not saying anything about that. The bro, thing about bro. it is I don't get people who say they don't go to a stadium to, you know, or they don't watch sports. You know, they watch sports to get away from politics. Well, come back to me when your owner is going up to your city asking for taxpayer money for a new uh, brand spanking new uh-uh. stadium. Uh-uh. Come back to me uh-uh. when that happens. Politics and sports, yeah. Exactly. Bro, no, because like, we talk about how it makes. I'm going to say this real quick. But, like, politicians are constantly hanging out with info owners, and that's just what it is. We see Governor Christie's... Uh, Christie with Jerry Jones. Yeah, his big ass. He's always in there with Jerry Jones. <laughs> and, I mean, like, that dude's up in there chilling, though, eating on the nachos and all. You see them shaking hands, yeah. chilling. No, that happens all the time. So I don't want to hear about NFL owners and, and Christie And Christie got brass ones on because he was the governor of New Jersey. Jersey. He was the governor Jersey. of New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. And he was and he was down in Dallas. Why? The, when you got Eagle fans in Where's South the- Jersey, Giants fans in North Jersey, like this dude just he just didn't care. Yeah, no. The governor, we know well, Governor Christian doesn't care about a lot of things. Obviously, he doesn't care about himself. So um I'm gonna leave it on that <laughs> wow. note. Um but can we do Olivia real quick? As far as I'm concerned, Chris Christie can only comment on snacks. Oh, wow! <laughs> the, Jason Whit- the Jason Whitlock. Mr. Whitlock. Oh, I wasn't going to say his name. I told myself I wouldn't say his name on our... Anyway. Bam. Yeah, we're going to cut that out, Chris. Um, Emma, can we talk about Olivia real quick? Has everybody has everybody seen what's been going on with Olivia? 
Oh, I heard. We we hitting some hard yeah. topics today. Oh uh, no, no, but Libya has they've, they've had the slaves. Um, um, like I guess it's it's been going on honestly for decades, but it's it's been very quietly and slowly picked up. The same things honestly going on. Uh, between a lot of West African countries and Italy with the same with, prosti with uh, uh, prostitution between women. That's been going on since the early 80s. But a lot of this has gone on for, for decades now. It's just, it's just picked up and it's finally, we have cameras now. So things can, things can be exposed now. But the Libya thing is, is really tragic. The stories I've read, um, uh, talking to my mother about it and how emotional she got, you know, got about talking about it and, and uh, just the fact that we're allowing this modern day slavery and it's, it's, it's one of those things where uh, you have European influence where, yes, they're, they're financially helping a lot of these African countries on the, on the front, on the face, but behind the scenes, this is what they're allowing to happen. And so basically, I told, if people don't know, um, a lot of people who are trying to make the trip, who, who are trying to get uh, free their country, like Libya, who's been in the civil wars since 2014, a lot of people who are trying to break free, their first, you know, their first decision usually go to Europe. My father did the same thing. My father went to Europe. He went to Sweden actually when he left when he left Ghana. Um, and a lot of times, getting there is the toughest thing. You need somebody on the other side to help you get over. There's usually some type of money exchange uh, to help you get some some papers and go. But what's been happening with these people is as soon as they try to make that that transition over, uh, they've been captured by whoever. They've been tipped off. Well, it's usually European officials. They've been tipped off and they're held ransom, like ransom. So you might have somebody hold you for like $500, $600 and say that, hey, if you can't pay this within a couple of hours, we are going, I mean, you're, you're ours. So, and even if you have the money, which a lot of cases I read, people who have paid their ransom, they've still been kept uh, slaves. So uh, it's one of the things that's where they're tricking a lot of people who are just trying to leave the disaster they're in, the homes they're in. Um, it's the same thing that honestly that's going on with the soccer. There's a lot of soccer athletes that's going on right now. It's the same exact problem where they want to get to Europe to play soccer. They've been told by an agent in Europe that they can come over there and play soccer. As soon as they try to cross over, maybe go to Morocco, uh, they get a, a lot of players are stuck in Morocco because the agent gets the money from their parents and say, hey, we'll take care of your son. We'll make sure he plays in a good league here. They get there, and it's not what it's not at all what they promised. They're they're stuck. It's like you have literally homes of, of prompt you know like soccer players who are wanting to play stuck together without any money, and because they can't get back home because they have no money. A lot of these people spent their life savings, like their parents spent their life savings, just to give it to an agent overseas to give their son a chance to play soccer, and now they're they're with that. So that's what you see. So you see what happens when you get stuck there. A lot of these families, they're just they're preying on these African families. I'm sorry, European people are preying on these African families to get them over there. Uh, reading yesterday even too was kind of, it was really disheartening to see that you know Nigeria is having the same problem where uh, Nigerians are selling each other into into slavery there in Libya. Uh, and I'm sure this is going to pick up where it's going to be a lot of other countries are going to be also a part of this report. I mean, we're just picking up more uh, West African countries, East African countries mainly are going to be a part of this. Uh, but it's been really disheartening watching it and reading how people are just losing everything they have just to try to get a chance for a better life. And they, they're being lied to. Their friends are lying to them, saying they can go work here, go work in this country, you'll have a better life. Uh, and they get there and it's not happening at all. But it's it's been one of those sad stories where it's, I, I hope it doesn't go away like the the uh, Bring Our Girls Back Home. I think we all remember that happened in Nigeria. Uh, yeah. And I want us to keep awareness on this. And I don't want it to be one of those things where it's just Africa's problem because that's what we we do naturally over here and just everywhere. It's, it's Africa has to deal with it. Um, 
we we love Africa for all the other reasons when it's talking about our cultures and how much you know where we're coming from our ancestries but then when something like this happens we kind of just let it let it go so I hope we don't do that but that's yeah, what I'm gonna say yeah Africa's not a third world country it's just like we you know we stood up for it's yeah, it's just, continent. yeah it's just like the the way they treat it it's just like you know it was a third world country and stuff you know it's like you know the way you know it's like they think people were running around with animals and and it's just poor, and it's just Africa's Africa's a beautiful country, and it's just like you know we can pray for we can pray for France, we can pray for you know England, but you know we just don't do the same towards Africa. You haven't seen any of that on none of the Facebooks and Twitter and pray for no. You don't see none of that. That's a, no. I'm just saying right. that's a good point. That's so true. If anything happened to France or any other? Nope. Then you hear. Hey, Twitter. bro. Hey. We we busy worrying about. Hey, we got important issues over here in America. All right. LeBron Ball, CNN, <laughs> fake news. Yeah. You're talking about real stuff over here, bro. Yeah. Not, 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 not these lies, right? Leave, leave, leave all that slave yeah. stuff, you know what I'm saying, on that side. That way. True. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you know, to your point, Eric, it's good that, you know, that there is, you know, that added attention to what's going on right now. But... But I'm just thinking, like, you know, exactly is what you were saying. A couple weeks it's from now. A couple weeks from now, everybody's <laughs> going to forget it. And I feel like it's one of those things where our, you know, our, I guess you could say, westernized press has kind of, you know, this is kind of the, you know, the cycle that they go in, that they go into where they, you know, they, you know, they may focus on an international story like this for maybe about a week or maybe two weeks. And then all of a sudden something else happens. And, you know, what could be going on, you know, what could be going on, these atrocities in these African countries all of a sudden it becomes yesterday's news and i feel like it's one of those things where i feel like that other countries you know even you know even in many ways european countries i feel like they have probably a little bit more of an inside track probably as far as oh, what's going far. on because their outlets, their outlets, and you know, in, in press and media, are reporting on it more, and they're, you know, they're putting more of a focus on it. But they're spinning it, it too. Trust me, exactly. they're spinning. A lot oh, of they're things, spinning it, acting like they don't have a, a, a role in this. So that's that's right. the frustration where they they'll point to how much they've they've donated, how much they try to help with infrastructure and all these it, donating all these politicians, which end up being corrupt anyway. Right. But it, to African countries, and they'll say that they'll point to that. But when stuff like this is happening, which they're allowing, they're uh -huh. they're well, they know good and well what's going on and they've always known but they're not gonna their news is gonna report a different way we talked about you talk about fake news that's yeah. the same thing that's going there and in, in most of these european countries they're, they're acting like they have no place in this they didn't have any role in it right but we but like their hands are clean with yeah. their hands are just as dirty but these people are telling the truth so that's why that's why everybody who's they're trying to save from this they're telling the truth of who's who's been selling them out which is their own first of all right but their own people who are selling them into slavery but also the european people who are promising a better life for them to come and they know what they're doing but exactly. in a lot of these european countries they don't want any more african immigrants that's why a lot they're allowing a lot of this to happen because uh -huh. they're going to keep them right where they're at right before they get to you know cross over cross over the ocean and get to any european country they're going to make sure that they keep a certain level low because we know what's going on it's one of the reasons as to why britain decided to vote to leave the european union yes yes they did brexit right brexit and this is coming back on them exactly it's okay, it's okay. yeah but i just i want i want everybody just to to make sure they do their research on it and and to try to 
you know, it, it doesn't matter if we, I know you feel like we're like everybody feels helpless and like we can't do anything directly, but it's just uh, making sure that it gets to like everybody's aware of it, you know, and making sure you, exactly. if, you, if you find some type of organization that can help, then do that. But people over there are trying. I saw Samuel Eto, he was a former Cameroon soccer player who said he's trying to save, uh, he's trying to, he's using an airplane to, to at least help a lot of these Nigerians that they just found out and Libyans to um, uh, uh, bring them, like to take them free, bring them back to their countries or, or to take them to a different country, take them to South Africa, take them to Cameroon and, and free them of, of where they're at. So shout out to him, but it's, it's got to be everybody to help this because it's, this exactly. has been going on for decades. And the same thing that we still, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I'll say it again, it's the same thing going on right now with Italy and them uh, uh, praying on like 13, 12 year old uh, girls mm -hmm. to come over there to work as house as house girls and housemaids and really they're selling them into prostitution so wow. we have to make sure we're aware of that too but yes that's mm -hmm. i just want to touch on that real quick everybody straight mm -hmm. a everybody couple of weeks ago uh 235 people were killed in, in the mosque in egypt just some things you know like like you said talk, just, yeah. just just be aware and you know, just be aware about africa. Mm -hmm. care about africa that's it care about africa right exactly care more about in, in general care more about you know, about things that are, you know, outside of your worldview. Don't just, you know, limit yourself to what it is that you immediately know in your inner circle or in your, you know, in your um, area. And, you know, just expand your horizons and just understand that there's a lot more going on and there's a lot more that, you know, that we have to shed light on. And as long as there is a continued light that's shed on the issue, I feel like that's, you know, that's where we'll take the steps to eventually yeah. correcting those issues. It can't, like I said, it can't just be one of those things where it's in the news for about a week or two and then we just forget about it. Last like, thing it has I'm gonna to say, stay there. Last thing I'm going to say here is this is where there's always a debate between Africans and African-Americans. And this is a way that can show that we're <laughs> that exactly. there's a connection there because there's always a debate of who cares. Do you care about what happened? Asking Africans do they care about what happened in, in America with slavery? Asking African Americans do they care about what's going on in Africa? So this is one of those 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 topics there where you can I mean African Americans here you can show your uh, your appreciation, your love, your your care about what's going on, your, your sensitivity to what's going on in Africa, and it's, it's it can be reciprocated if we start it like right now. So these are one of those topics right here that can show that absolutely. I think with the Africans, it's, it's kind of tough being, being African-American, connecting with the Africans just because a lot of Africans don't claim us, you know, they, they don't really like us, so, I mean, I mean, why, why don't they like us? I don't know, as Africans. <laughs> you really think so? I'm surprised Af by that. Africans don't like, don't really like African-Americans like that. I, I mean, I'm just saying it from an African-American perspective. I'm not African, so I... I don't know. They, they just don't really like us like that. Do you feel like maybe that has something to do with the idea that maybe Africans believe that African-Americans have kind of sold out their, you know, kind of sold out their African heritage and have kind of become assimilated and Americanized? You feel like that could be, you know, part of the gripe that, you know, maybe Africans have towards African-Americans? I mean, if they don't understand the concept of slavery, <laughs> right? Like, like I can see that being a, on the surface, you see a person that looks like you, uh -huh. but they don't know anything about their their history or their you know their, their yeah. roots or anything. Like, I, I don't know where I'm from. I think I'm from West Africa. I think I don't know. But it's, it's <laughs> no, but it's always interesting because like you will see the once people figure out where they where they can like point to where they're from when i like shout out to the um, the robinsons y'all been like my second family but they know once they figured out it did their research and found out where they were from you could see how much more they seem to, to care about what the issues were going on over there and not to say they didn't care before but then you have a you have a place a home you can feel like that that you have a connection to and i, I understand you can't right. you can't feel something you're not connected to but at the same time it's the what's happening to both 
in, 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 in both continents is really, if, if you look at it, it's pretty similar of how they're treated. I know one is just, it's, you don't, you think there's no racism because it's black on black in Africa, but it's honestly, they deal with the same thing when it's tribal on tribal. So right. a lot of it's very similar with how they treat it. We can relate to a lot of things. It's just uh, people here feel like it's there's nothing there for them to feel connected to. And I, I can understand that. If you're not, especially if your parents are educating you early, when you're young, like black parents have to do that early on to tell their kids they're proud of being African, make sure they know that there's nothing to be ashamed of, like those type of things. Because we all know growing up, we hear the African jokes, African booty scratcher, all those things that y'all yeah. used to call me, uh-huh. all right? And I remember all of that. But it's like, you hear all that. It's a lot of, yeah, you hear, it's like always the jokes, yeah? Right? So, but you have to get your kids early on to feel like they're proud of being African. So, yeah. You got um, Sergeant David Johnson, that whole situation. I mean, that's something, that's another reason why America should care what's going on in right. Africa. Yeah. Thank you. But I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, you, you can we can care, but it's like they still don't accept us in a large part. Like I feel like Africans just don't accept African Americans. Like black people can't just go out. You know, when dashikis were really like the wave a couple of years ago. Like Africans, like they hated that. A lot of them hated that. Like so, I was like, I won't gonna get no daishiki, you know what I'm saying? I won't about to offend no African, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't African. You ain't gonna you know? do it. I ain't gonna step in y'all. Yeah, I'ma stay in my lane, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they'll get I, offended if you did. Yeah, I'm a, a lot of them were offended. They didn't like that. They didn't fool with that at all, bro. I mean, so I, I come mean, across. Like you, I come across Africans a lot on a daily basis, and they seem pretty, ex, you know. They seem pretty excited when I asked them about their culture. Like they never really, I never felt like I've been looked down upon. Like you know, like Nigerians, uh, Ethiopians. Like every time I ask them about it, because I can you know look at their name and just you know ask you know when I find their name, just you know it's a story behind it. And they're so interested. Like you know, you should visit our country. You know, and they just See, talk. About the key thing is you you asked. Yeah. You didn't just assume. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's the way. That's the little things you do. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just, um, I mean, the hotel attitude. Hey, hotel attitude. You know, oh, I, I come across, mm-hmm. you know, like that thing. You know, I can see like the, the segregation amongst uh, blacks and Africans. Yeah. You know, this that those beliefs. But you know, besides that, I really haven't. I really haven't seen like you know. They're just to me. They're just just try to get an understanding. I look at them just like you know any other minority group like Hispanics and stuff. You know, they work hard and and just try to get a. Try again, understand. No judgments. Now you say you have no judgments. You have no judgments of Africans. You just go in. You're saying you go in with a clear conscience. Ask them, hey, where are you? What's your experience? Where are you from? How is it like over there? And that's like those little things. And I'm saying, if you don't get, if you've never gotten that back, Rashad, saying you never had any African ask you, how's your experience in America? You never had that. Okay, and so that bugs you. That no, 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 no. It doesn't bug me. It's just like you know, I deal with like. Uh, you see, the problem with you Americans is, you know, because one of my closest friends is American. I mean, is African. So, you know, we have these discussions all the time, and they're like, you know, you're, you're lazy and, and this and that, and you always blame other people, and, you know, you, you never look for a solution. You just blame the white man, and then you, you know, they kind of sound like white people a lot of times. Or I don't want to generalize Africans, but uh, and, and a lot of cases with, with Africans, that, that's just how it is, and they, they don't like it when, when um, you know, a, a few of them, some of them are cool, but but a I'm few, they, they they don't like it when, when you try to you know do do what's cool with them with the drums and all that you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. dashikis and 
They don't really like that. The culture of probation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, it's like, it's like you, you weren't, you weren't with us shooting in the gym, and it's like, well, we have no culture. Like we, <laughs> we're lost. You know. Yeah. I think they, that's why they tried that that country, and it, it didn't never worked. So you know, I mean, another problem. No, no. To your maybe to your point, but another big problem you always have is, uh, and this has been something I'm just kind of peep, and and even I think even my father kind of admitted to it once. But it's just like they, you'll be a lot of Africans you'll see are. Like immigrant Africans are accepted quicker from white people, from white society, than African Americans are, because a lot of white people don't feel any guilt when they look at Africans. They feel like it's like, oh, they're so, they're so, they want to learn so much about where they're from. They want to know all these things, but you'll never get that same energy from a white person to a black person on what exactly is going on. But they'll be so quick to see what's like, what happened. How was it growing up in Cameroon? How's it this and that? And they want to do all those things and wear all these clothes and do all this. But you'll never see the same. That's a, I, I can understand the frustration with African Americans when it comes to, to, to watching Africans and how they how they interact with other people in America. So I can I feel, I feel. white guilt is so real because like. Just in these past few months on this job, like a lot of people, uh, older white people, we just be talking, right? Just having regular conversation, and out of nowhere, they'll be like, you know, I, I've never been a racist. I, you know, I always, you know, hey, my 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 uh, my neighbor, you know, he was black, and, and we loved him. We lived in a black community, and we did this, and hey, you know, we we love black people just like anybody else, and. Uh, you know, I, I've never been a racist. Or it's like, you know, shout out to Jonah Lucas. We, yes. we, we wanted to bring that up for a second. Let, let's go. We might as well segue into that. Yeah. Jonah Lucas, video, arguably of the year. I'm trying to think, like, because, you know, we're at the end of the year, Amazing so I'm trying video. to think about yes. All right, who, who are some other videos, Eric? Oh, uh, I love Tyler's video with... Logic. Lo yes. Um, damn it. Uh, uh, Humble. No, not Humble. Yeah, Humble with Kendrick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Humble that was a dope video. Yeah. Uh, damn, there's so many videos. Oh, what Tyler video? Am I thinking 911? He didn't have one who for 911. Yeah, who that boy? Who that boy yeah, was amazing. Yes. I mean, nah. Not, 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 not for like. 911 yeah, was at the end of who that boy. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. What's the yeah. Jordan Lucas video? So yeah, what, yeah. what's up? Who? Jordan Lucas. Jordan Lucas. Oh, Jordan Lucas. Uh, uh, just to sum it up, because we only got a couple minutes here, and I want to talk about the Grammys. Uh, Jordan Lucas. He he had an old like he had a middle-aged white dude with the Made, uh, Make America Great Again hat. And then he had a, a young black kid with uh, dreads. And then so the, the white dude was rapping the first part of the song, which was from uh, America, from an older white male's perspective. And then, so he said, now I'm gonna hear your side. And he sat back down after he made his argument. And then um, the black dude stood up and then he gave his side of it. And they're both rapping through uh, Jordan Lucas. And yeah, at the end of the video, yeah, oh yeah, Jordan Lucas is light skin, and then you know at, at the end of it, they got up and hugged each other, and that was the end of the video. I mean, it was just a, it was a simple concept, but if you look at it, it's very impactful. Um, just an impactful video. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess okay. Logic, Logic, one eight hundred. Even though I don't really like the song. Um, the video was very impactful, just like, you know. OJ was a good one OJ. Uh, with, with the cartoon, you yeah. know, uh, that that was a really good video. So if you're talking about impact, look at this. All hip hop goes back to we what are the culture. Saying? Exactly. We are the culture. Mm -hmm. uh, Bad and Bougie from last year. Ruby Rose was in it. Shout out to GSU. <laughs> I, I, saw her, you know, I saw her outside of 112 like last weekend or two weekends ago. And I was like, oh, snap, Ruby Rose. And, and then like, like I had to check myself real quick. She was looking at me like, what? What are you looking at? I was like, oh, you're famous. But, you know, yeah, I, I said, I said all this you in my head. You just knew somebody from GSU was going to be in one of these videos. 
Oh, like, they, they, it said that whole video is like GSU. <laughs> like all the girls in that video are from GSU or Clay Cohen. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, video of the year. Um, Jordan Lucas. Now on to the Grammys. Um, uh-huh. All right, so do we have for the, for the, okay, for record of the year? All right. We had Childish Gambino, Redbone. Yeah, Story OJ, Jay Z. Yeah, Despacito. Despacito. Go ahead, second. Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> we have Humble by Kendrick, 24K Magic, Bruno Mars. I just feel like Bruno is, uh, he just does everything really well. But yeah, so that's the first category there. Um, do you guys feel like Jay Z would kind of run the record? You think he has no. a chance of, yeah, no. he doesn't. Is it because no. it came out too late or is it because of what he's talking about in it? It's not, it's not, see, it's not a typical Jay Z album where uh-huh. he's gloating and he's doing the, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, like, no, nah, he's not doing all that. This is like serious growing up, Jay Z. This thing, like, this material isn't crossover, like, this past material. It's not on the radio. Right. Yeah. You, you can't put any Jay Z song on it, even though I would, but, and well, most of us here yeah, yeah. would, but. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't put it on right now. Yeah, you can't play that, no. You can't put it on right now. You can't play it at a bar. I'm not black, I'm old, But he says that, it, that no, they, they're not going to. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. I would. I'm not saying well, I'm not against it. Jay-Z doesn't say it on the radio because he's Jay-Z. You're not going to hear this at UGA after party. But no. Wasn't that a big hit? Say it again. Wasn't OJ still your favorite song? Wasn't OJ Story of OJ a big kid? That was his best song. No! Oh, you just, yeah, you're not going to hear that. Yeah. Man the down! The mic fell. Man down! The mic fell. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't gonna worry about it right now. All right, look. No, but um, okay. So you said you don't think Story OJ will run the run the table. No. Rap of the al- rap yeah. album of the year. Yeah, he, he might get rap album okay. of the year. No, that's the toughest bracket to me. That's the toughest yeah, bracket to me. That, okay. That's a really good Tyler Crater, Flower Boy, right. OJ, uh, Jay Z's four four four. I know. Uh-huh. I was like, I keep. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Rhapsody, Kendrick. That's it. No, I mean, I don't think about the Grammys, it's like... Kendrick, Rhapsody, Tyler. Oh, yeah, that is for it. Kendrick is getting that. I'm calling it right now. Kendrick got it. Who you got? Rhapsody. Okay. All right. I think album of the year should go to Bruno Mars. I mean, I just look at, like, the Grammys is just, like, weird. It's, like, not always the most logical thing. Yeah, you see, like, Macklemore. This year, they did a really good job. I mean, to put Rhapsody in there, like... I mean, right. I don't know they, 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 they really, they really listened to the people of what the best rap album was, and then exactly. uh, Q, Q-Tip went on afterwards and complained that Tribe wasn't. All right, bro. Hey, y'all old man. I mean, wow. I, I understand. Wow. Okay. They are hey. legends. Hold up. Tribe, Tribe, Q, uh, Q-Tip. <laughs> Yo, salute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Respect <laughs> your elders, but dog, like, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all only got, y'all only got one slot for old people, and I'm gonna pick Jay Z over y'all, man. Uh, R.P. to fire. R.P. to Fife, dog. Yeah, no, but I got I got an upset. I got Tyler Creator winning that one. Really? I, I mean, he could, he could win. Mainstream just... wouldn't let that happen. No, no By the way, I was listening to that vinyl last night. Tyler, I finally got it, and it was amazing. The, the thing is, he's he wasn't even uh, nominated under rap song, a collaboration for song, song of the year. And they have Black up there from a song from like 2015, whatever Black that is. That song is old as dirt. Black is, Black is not. Black is not good. Wait, is Jer- <laughs> Chris, is Jeremy on? Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. What's going on? What you, what you want, man? Huh? What you what you doing? Hey, I just called to tell y'all, man. You know, listen, just, just listen really carefully. <laughs> <laughs> How you going to play it on your... Really? Bro, bro. Oh, man. Bro, bro. Wow. Go Georgia, man. Man. 
<laughs> Jeremy, take your hand to sleep. Play the wings, waiting on you, David. It's called, you know, the war eagle. We split the eagle up into 12 pieces. <laughs> All right here on this table. It's waiting on game time. Go dog. That's all I gotta say. I can't wait to eat him. I can't wait to eat him after that. <laughs> I'm weak. Jer uh, hey Jeremy, you better back it up. Yeah, I'll be right there in Athens. You better back it up, boy. Alright. Go dogs. <laughs> glory, glory, glory to old Georgia. Y'all gonna that, ring that, that bell? That, that's that racist stuff, man. Chill, bro. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Jeremy, be good. Be good, all right? And, and after that L, make sure you text the group chat, man. Don't disappear like you did last time. <laughs> I'm picking y'all. I'm gonna be all oh, up in the group chat. I'm gonna be all loud next week. And Eric, don't forget our, our basketball game is next week. Oh, my God. You getting ready. You, oh, you probably got a whole Rocky montage going. He's getting ready at all this. Nah. Oh, he's getting prepared. You I better believe he he's getting prepared. He probably got help. He's in a sauna right now. You calling from a sauna, ain't you? You probably just sitting in the sauna getting ready. I see you. All right, look, I'll be ready. Got the cargos. Yeah. <laughs> you hoop if you hoop, look, look, if you hoop against me and cargos, I'm not playing against you, bro. That's disrespectful. All right. Yeah, I'm not gonna disrespect you. I'm just gonna come out there and sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Look, look, look. It's seven oh scum. We're going to twelve. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, I hit seven when I, well, I'm sorry. When I hit seven, and you don't score, that's game. I don't want to hear nothing about. It. We keep going. All right. Okay, I respect that. Hey, we we getting out right now. Give people your Twitter. Give people a shout out. Say say something right now. Say something to the people. Uh, man, just go dogs, man. Just go dogs. Eric's going down. Eric's going down next Saturday on the basketball court. Um, I'm Jeremy Johnson, Clark underscore <laughs> underscore seventy five. Uh, I get my Superman on. I see y'all guys next week, man. Yo. Peace, bro. You sounds like a plan. All right, <laughs> you vote NBA's on Twitter. Uh, Hawksu.com, or you know, you can check out Bleacher Reports, social media, and uh, Flex. You know, just lively, and <laughs> lively. Anyway, that's me. That's me. I'm out. Flex. Flex. <laughs> okay, this is David Norwood, and my Twitter is at dnorwood90. Go dogs. RashadMilling.com. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at This Ain't What You Want. Um, we're meeting Eva Mendes tomorrow. Oh, yes. Wait, real quick. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Akeem Balaam, Twitter, Grand Beyond the W. Check it out. Yo, I saw Rosalind Gold last week and I froze up, man. But it's all good. <laughs> I'm still the man. All right, peace. ATL. <laughs>